Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi. <laughs> Here we are. I'm Sue Funk and I'm with Danielle from Brands by Bravo and we are picking up from To Be Continued uh, on and season 2 episode 12. Charity Wives is the name of the episode. I remembered last time we said we wanted to say the name of the episode. And oh. the name of this episode is Charity Wives. I'm actually surprised no show has ever been called Charity Wives. That's a pretty good, like, TV show name. Well, producers, you heard it here first. (laughs) Take it over. (laughs) Take it and run with it. Because this show, this episode really shows that, like, charity women are crazy. (laughs) Yes. I will say, though, planning (laughs) planning any event and a charity event is stressful. If that is not your full-time job and you are doing this seamlessly, basically on your own, like, it did not seem like there was much support from Creaky Joints. No, and I think that, like, it seems like she made up Creaky Joints, right? Like, like, not that it's not real, but I feel like... And I'm not saying it's like... um, a Diana fake news kind of charity, um, which is a Beverly Hills reference. Um, please don't sue us. Um, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you can't even say her name because yeah, she's allegedly. crazy. But yeah, I um, feel like you, there's a difference. So I worked at a nonprofit for like nine months, but both of my parents worked at a nonprofit for like 20 years that worked for the American Heart Association. And there's a difference between an organization who plans events and you put your name on it versus what Jill has done, which is basically from scratch deciding to throw a charity event. And it's a massive, massive undertaking. So I do commend her. No, I've thrown charity events as well, and they are exhausting. (laughs) Yeah, so I understand why it makes you, like, it it seems like she truly planned this thing. This was not, which, yeah, this didn't seem like, like Luann, when she was honored at the cancer thing, that was like the American Cancer Society who literally have people who their full-time job is planning galas. Like that is, they are the chapter oh, on yeah. Long Island and that is what they do. And this was Jill just like, nope, me and some other, I don't know who some of the random people were, but like it, she did it on her own. Yeah. Anyway, my... we're picking up this episode. It was, if we forget from last week, it, this was our first to be continued. Yep. Yeah. And it was mid-fight of uh, Kelly and Bethany. Well, they, Kelly had left because well, yeah, she was it had getting ended, the wine. And Kelly left to go get the wine. So I felt like this is the first really, like, continuation, like, picking up where For we sure. left off. That never really has happened yet, which Especially was nice. Especially not on New York. No, no. Um, um, and then uh, my first note is Jill's friend arrives with bangs. <laughs> I guess this woman had some interesting bangs did she i did not make note of that so i don't know what it looked like my first note is gosh they need 250 tickets to break even and they've only sold 170 
Oh, which wow. is that is a, a long a long way to go. Um, I think they did eventually meet that somehow. Yes. Lord knows who they invited to well, get to that. It was like five days out too. Yeah. Well, part of that is Alex coming in supposedly, but we'll we'll get to that. But I. Yeah. My first thing is, I'm uncomfortable if you're not drinking and eating. That's what Jill <laughs> says to everybody while she's, like, getting all the ladies in the room. She's, like, a, she, like, starts listing all the things that she has. And, like, it's just such a, like, I'm somebody who's, like, very into hostessing. And I feel like I've definitely said that line at least I like that line. Life. I don't know if I've said it, but it's how I feel internally if I'm being a host and you're not eating and drinking. Like, you must. I bought all this food. Please eat all of it. <laughs> Um, Yeah, so Ramona finally gets there. She gets there late. Like, you know, the fight is done. They're all sitting down now. Ramona shows up in a huff and a puff all late from traffic. And just the way she comes in all flustered is is classic New York trying to get anywhere. But also, like, classic Ramona because there's, like, ten different excuses. She's like, I went to the wrong place. And then she was like, well, it took me, like, 20 minutes to walk over. I live on the other side of the town, so I had to walk this way and I had to do that. And, And there was traffic. And it's like, if you're walking, there's no traffic. Like, that's not a thing, Ramona. Who knows? But she does come with some good news that she secured a 10K sponsor. Um, but this news like, explodes. <laughs> but, yeah. And then I, it, they lost me, like, a little here. Maybe you took better notes. But basically, Ramona and Jill start fighting about the step and repeat. And if you yes. don't know what a step and repeat is, that is the thing that whenever you go, these celebs go to events, whatever, and you see promotions behind, it's a giant um canvas type thing and mm-hmm. it has logos on it so that the logos of the company are in all of the published photos so it's kind of the first sponsorship big thing and and people can obviously buy to put their logo on the step and repeat so it's like a bigger deal because it's more of a premium spot because people it's going to be in every single photo yeah. that people take people by the press the events will see it so yeah. like if they take a photo and it runs in the post and your logo's on it, that's basically like a free ad in the post. Yeah, for sure. So um, totally understandable that they all want on there. But Jill is like, Jill basically says first, like, well, I want Zarin Fabrics on the step and repeat. And Ramona basically erupts in a Ramona fight of just saying that that is absolutely irrational it's so rude for her to promote her own thing at Well, I think event. she didn't want her to have it on there for free. That was the whole thing, right? Yes. So then Jill was like, fine, I will pay 5K, and Ramona, you can pay 5K to have True Faith on there. I think that's what it was, because I felt like I, it was like a little but hard to follow. She was also just saying in general, she's like, you're throwing it. It's tacky that you're doing this. Because obviously her name... Day Class A was the word Ramona used, which she loves to use that word. Day Class A. I can't wait till we get to the Kodak. I know that's in season three, but that's like one of my favorite scenes. Oh, man. I like... She calls it antiquated, and I just really like that word. It's a fun word to say. So this is, you know, <laughs> prep for that. Um, I don't, I don't think it's wrong for Jill to want her brand on the step and repeat. I also don't think it's ridiculous for her to say... I don't need to give money because she's the one raising all the money. Like she's agree, I agree. It's her event, um, and it's just a step and repeat. It's not like the, it's on the whole thing. Like it's one of many logos. She's not saying I want exclusivity and to be the only logo on it. So this argument devolves into like Jill and Ramona basically having like a like a social light off of like yeah, basically of like the rules of charity and it like devolves into like the social register where is the social register do you know where it is do you know the social register address so i had to look up is this a real thing and apparently it is oh <laughs> what please explain i do not know what I it went is and i found the social register online it's the most prestigious of American institutions. Um, and it's like, I don't know if this is real. I don't know if this, it, like their website doesn't look prestigious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, oh no, this website looks like it was made in 2008 and no one has touched it since. I mean, the quote is from 2018 saying, I'm the most surprised this isn't in Comic Sans. 
It's it's a little it's uh it's got a serif, but it it's not it's not Comic Sansies, but it it does feel very old school. What was the HBO show um The Gilded Age? Oh man, oh, I wonder yeah. when that's coming back. This is giving like Gilded Age of like did you make the social registry for the year? So apparently there is a way to get like added to the social register and there are approximately 25,000 people. Oh, well, that is not exclusive. I thought um, you were going to say 2,500. That would feel like an exclusive club. And it's published in the November of year prior to the issue year and summer edition in the May of the issue year. I don't know. This is some rich people shit that I don't care about. And I don't know. No. This is like one of those things that like only rich people care about. But it is a real thing, apparently. I think there used to be something called the Blue Book also. That does sound vaguely familiar. Yeah. And I know there's something, too, in England. Because I remember from Downton Abbey them having to look at, like, some social book. I mean, it's really funny because it's, like, important to the people it's important to and nobody else cares. Yeah. Agree. <laughs> like, we care more about, like, Kim Kardashian and Britney Spears than we do the people on the social register. Yeah, yeah. It's not um, it's not a part of our circle at all. So, um, but then this is when Alex, they, they resolve in the way that Jill and Ramona, like, resolve this, which is they don't, and they just move on. Mm-hmm. Um, because then Alex shows up, and she admits she's not sold any tickets. And Ramona gets so mad, she calls Alex a limp noodle, which I... <laughs> She's died. so like I don't know the word limp noodle. The way she does it, and she looks at the camera because it's during her confessional. It is so funny. It was so funny. <laughs> like she's not normally super funny, Ramona, and that was a very like fu- like she's not intentionally funny when she makes me laugh. And that was a good. That was like oh, someone's been hanging out with Bethany. That's what that felt like. Yes. Um. So that pretty much wraps up the charity event, and then. I, my next note is, the Count exists again. <laughs> I wrote, whoa, the Count shows up? <laughs> so uh, Alex, the Count of Luann de Lesseps Count, um, they are ringing the NASDAQ bell. I rang the NASDAQ bell. You did? That's so cool. Um, I, like, I wasn't the one to ring it, but I was with George Lopez when he rang it for the premiere of his show Lopez that I worked on. And I got to be on the Jumbotron in Times Square. That is um, awesome. What a, that, that should be like if you ever play like Two Truths and a Lie. That's such a good one ooh, to put on there. That is a good one. So, yeah. But yeah. no, it was a cute little scene. But then obviously, so like not to jump ahead at the reunion, though, because it's hard to remember as I feel like we're rewatching like what's in the press, what's being discussed. So at this point, we don't know that they are separated, but by the time they film the reunion, we do know they are. So mm-hmm. this is the last we will ever see. It's the count. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he does not show up again, but it is. We also find out that he lost hearing in one year. So I guess it's a fun yeah, fact. Because the, the whole reason they're ringing it is because of a school that they donated money to, the Auditory Oral School of New York. Yeah, in Brooklyn. For children who are hard of hearing. Um, And it's really funny because Lou stands next to his deaf ear, which I feel like is such a, like, old married couple thing of, like, let me put the wife in the ear that I can't hear. (laughs) Um, That was a nice little scene. It was. It just cracked me up that Lou says, it's very techno in here, which I was like... (laughs) I just pictured a DJ playing at the the stock exchange. Oh my um, gosh! And I uh, thought it was really weird that Lou gets to ring it, not the children. Like, uh, yeah, I did think it was funny <laughs> that Lou pushed the button. I think that if she was not a housewife, it would have been the children. But because at the time she was like, no, and maybe that's why she got to. I don't know. It was just very odd. And then uh, the count's like, "Well, we got our thirty seconds of fame." I was like, "Aren't you famous?" Yeah, like, Suez Canal, the count. Don't we know? Um, then it goes over to Jill and Allie. They have a very quick scene of like an awkward love and sex talk. It was very awkward. Drugs and sex talk. She's like, do you want to have the drug talk or do you want to have the sex talk? Yeah. Then she talks about that you have an alcohol pee test. And I don't think that's real. I have never heard of alcohol pee on a stick. I've heard I of drug, but not alcohol. I think that you can because that like 
is a way, but I feel like most people get breathalyzers because that's easier and less yeah messy. i don't know i mean I, I maybe you can pee on a stick to test for alcohol but i don't know ellie's so cute and innocent like it, it's a sweet little scene but it yeah. reminded me of like melissa trying to force her daughter into having these talks because oh. it was very forced and i was just like why are they doing this like don't do this to your child at it 16. Was, it was less painful because i feel like ally is very game to play with jill on these things <laughs> Um, and she was very much like, um, awkward. Jill, I said, looks directly at the camera a couple of times while she's doing it, which <laughs> is funny. Oh, like, she does like that. some little like side glances to the camera and she can't say the word sex. She doesn't say sex talk. She's like, you want to talk about that or drugs? <laughs> and like, I always wonder when they have those like quick little scenes or quick little talks. How long is the camera crew there? How long do they film? Did they go there knowing we're going to film a scene of Jill talking to Allie about sex? Like, I've always wondered the logistics of something like that. I don't know. That's a good question. Because I you feel know, like... It was like a five-minute scene. So there's no way the cameras just showed up for five minutes. Or was that just the most interesting thing that happened in the day that they were filming her? But I, I know they it. don't just show up and just film nothing. There's always an intent behind it. I've seen the way... Yeah. You know, when people always want to say it's scripted, it's not scripted. It's just... A storyline is semi laid out in a sense of like knowing that there was a fight the night before. Okay, they're going to discuss it the next day when they go to lunch. You know, mm -hmm. they don't tell them what to say and do, but we already know where we've been pre approved to have this lunch at this location. And this is just something we have to make sure they talk about, which is fine because you have to move yeah. the story along. But when it's something so random like that, I'm just like, did a producer go up to Jill and be like, I have an idea. Why don't you talk about sex and oh, drugs and love with your daughter on camera? All Jill. There is yeah. no producer in here besides Jill. Um, <laughs> True. She also, I do like that she says, I'll never judge you. No, she was so it good was about really all of it. Sweet. And it was great. It's exactly, you know, it's uncomfortable. And I like that she says, I'm uncomfortable too. Like, it's not like it wasn't uncomfortable for her. And we always commend, I think Jill's a fantastic mother to Allie. And Allie has turned out so well yeah and normal and she's so cute if you don't follow Allie on tiktok you should she's adorable i agree and i met her in person and she's so tiny and so nice Aww. she was so short it was so cute i felt like a giant <laughs> i felt like the um everyone's a sexy baby and i'm a monster in the corner as taylor <laughs> said. which i related to that line very much <laughs> Um, speaking of sexy babies, Bethany arrives at Luann's house. Oh my god! And she comes she in hot. Cooking lessons to Rosie. This was so random. All right. First of all, do we believe that Rosie doesn't know how to cook? And absolutely not. Cooking? I think Rosie doesn't know how to cook the basic white people food that Luann probably wants to eat. There we go. That's my take. That's my take. That Luann's like maybe you could make like a a roasted ham. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like she, eats, she but... would definitely know how to roast a ham. I feel like the, I think she makes carbonara. Yeah. Um, which is like, that's probably, that's a more elevated dish. And like, but like to make it seem like, oh, you need to teach Rosie how to cook is like, I would, I felt like, ro like wanting to stand up for Rosie and be like, Rosie knows how to cook. You're trying to teach her to cook new dishes. Yeah. Like, also like carbonara, that's really random. Yes. It's super easy. It's just pasta and some pancetta, and then you take an egg and some Parmesan cheese. Like, that's not really a learn how to cook new technique. Like, carbonara is very specific. Maybe it'd be like, this is how you make stock, or this is how you make a roux. Like, that's the basics, the fundamentals, and then you put those into different cooking things. It was so random. But the um, best part of the scene was finding out that Rosie has a boyfriend. And it was yeah. so adorable the way she was talking about it. It made me so happy. And I just want more Rosie. And I'm sad we don't have her anymore. Um, I agree. I think that Rosie is very funny. And I thought she was super sweet. Bethany makes a comment about, like, of course, they, they asked me to, to come over and, and, and show her how to cook. And it's a fattening dish. And I am, you know, this isn't, like... Uh, naturally thin. This isn't a naturally thin recipe. And I was just like... Is that carbonara is actually not that horrible? It's egg and pasta? I mean, I don't, I've don't. i never read her tips. Um, also, if she wanted worst. to, she probably could have turned it into a bit healthier. If you 
this will be a few weeks after, but I had posted my rant about Bethany and her takes on health food. <laughs> and I'm still I'm still bitter about that healthy cupcake bullshit. I'm sorry. Hey, no, I mean, she was she was shilling. Someone sent me a funny message, though. They're like, but this was the time when Subway used to promote themselves as healthy. And I was like, true. true. Like, this was, I don't, she, when I get mad at Bethany, I know she wasn't the only person doing this at this time. It was very of the time of the way we were discussing food. (laughs) And it's the way when people are like, it's gluten-free, it's healthy. I'm like, no, nope, those two things are not synopsis. And, or or synopsis? (laughs) Synonymous. Synonymous. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh. They're synopsis. Caduce. <laughs> Fine. Um, uh, yeah, I, I also feel like this is where the Bethany dating tips hits a tipping point for me. Because she's like, oh, Rosie's giving me t- dating tips now. Everybody wants to give me dating tips. I was like, you just hounded Rosie for these dating tips. I am now done feeling bad for you that everyone tells you dating tips because she asked her you for asked. them. You asked. This is what you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Agree. Uh, and then we go over to this like kooky scene of Jill and Kelly going to look at jewelry to pick up like a piece of jewelry to auction off. And I am obsessed with the jeweler. I want Jerry Cohen on my television 24-7. She is so funny. She was so wonky. She's literally hitting on Kelly. Like, <laughs> she wants to take Kelly home. She has this pug. She that, has two pugs. Two, oh, there was two of them. When she starts singing, the pug sings along with her, and she's literally just singing to the two of them in the store. It, it was a great little fun scene just because of her, and I'm like, where has she been? So get, get more of her on TV. I also though couldn't believe that this... They said they wanted an auction item that was affordable to many. I was waiting for you to say this. It was a butterfly necklace that was $2,800. Right? I was just like, that's more than my rent. What are you yeah, talking you think about? I'm spending... I'm a butterfly necklace? No. My only expensive piece of jewelry is my engagement ring. That is literally, I was dying at that. Me too. I was just like, in what world? Um... I was like, affordable to who, ma'am? On a butterfly necklace of all necklaces. (laughs) I also, uh, back to the dog real quick, the dogs reminded me of Noodles. You know, like the dog that does Bones Day or No Bones Day? Yes, 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 yes. It, like, gave me real Noodles feel. So even, Um, like, I just would highly recommend looking at this episode just for the sweet dog moment. Yeah, (laughs) it was very cute. We went a few weeks ago in New York City to... Um, the dog museum that they have. Um, it's really Can cool. It was a cute little museum. Are you allowed has, to like, bring your stuff. dog there? Uh, they might have days where you can actually, but it, it's like all this like great artwork of dogs and some history of dogs, and it's it's put on by the American Kennel Association, and they had playing like old dog show stuff. And anyway, in the they have a whole library of all these amazing dog books. And Noodle, the guy who owns Noodle, wrote a dog book, and it's the cutest thing ever. Aww. It's like a little kid's book, and it's all about, like, a Bones Day and a no-bones day. And it's really cute. I didn't know he did that. I That that whole account just makes me smile. I feel like he cracks himself up with noodles, and it's really sweet. Um, Yeah. He hasn't come up on my 40 page in a while. I gotta gotta seek him out. Well, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, So then... Then also, it kind of... Even though we left Lou's house, I'm pretty sure this was the same night that we kind of go back to... Yes, because we have... I think they're wearing the same outfit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the same night, so I thought it was weird that we, like, left it just to go back to it. But... Uh, it's an odd editing choice. Calf, we have caftan girl modeling, is what I wrote. Um, I appreciate that Lou does not try to act like she was a runway model. She has she never said that. it. She yeah. owns that she did commercial modeling, and I appreciate that she doesn't try to act like she knows what the hell she's doing. But as soon as... Uh, Bethany was like, I'm modeling caftans. I wrote, is she modeling for Kyle? Is this, <laughs> is this Kyle Richards' big debut that we didn't realize was on this episode? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, Bethany, which is the next scene, Bethany is walking and the MC of a Moroccan fashion show. Yeah, I just, how did she get picked for this? Oh, I think Whose she idea was a very this? interesting agent. And I think she said, I'll literally take anything. Like, it was so 
random. Um, but all the late, so then we go to the I show. Mean, I will say, when you work in entertainment and your talent, you get booked on weird things. I was once a blackjack dealer. Can I count to 21 quickly? Nope. Nope. Can I add things to 21? Nope. Was I charming and enjoyable to get drunk with with the people who were at this party? You bet your sweet bippy I was. Did I earn that $60 (laughs) in Taco Bell? You bet. Yeah. (laughs) It was was so random, but whatever. I like that they filmed it. So all the ladies come to see this Moroccan fashion show. It's literally all Moroccan designers. And And here's white ass Bethany as the MC. Oh, the clothes were stunning. Uh, Bethany has to do this little stand-up routine. Some of her jokes very... I found them a little awkward and a little not so PC. Um, Well, I found it, like, really kind of weird because backstage she's trying to be really conscientious about the pronunciations of the designers. And then when she gets on stage, she kind of makes fun of them for it. Yeah. Like, she's like, oh, these are so I'm like, this is in celebration of their culture. Yeah. It just felt a little, it felt like the easiest punch was her jokes, like about having multiple wives or like what was what he has under his caftan. Like, I don't know. They were just rubbing me. I mean, I, it's Joe Gorga comedy. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, know, it wasn't like... great. And what's funny is the way it was filmed made it seem like people weren't into it. But then the ladies could not stop talking about how amazing she did. Yeah. Like, did and, you get the vibe that, that when she was up there, the way they edited it made it seem like no one was laughing and no one was into it? But then all of the women were like, Bethany was outstanding. Ramona was like flipping out about how amazing she was up there. So I don't know. Um, Jill. Um, yeah. Hold on. I was like, I think I, I had more things. But Jill says she's never looked more beautiful and she looks so proud standing and clapping. She did. The ovation she gives her is so sweet. Oh, and I liked that she says she does her best Kathy Griffin, which I was like, please don't insult Kathy Griffin. I know that she can be a tumultuous figure, but Kathy Griffin is a great comedian. I loved Kathy Griffin. My Life on the D-List, I think I watched every single episode of that show. I loved that show. Her mom and dad, tip it, tip it. Like, oh I, that was they one of my favorite so Bravo cute. shows back in the day. Also, that is how Andy won his first Emmy, and he then treated her horribly, saying he didn't know her. So that is always why I dislike Andy Cohen. Although yeah, I know Andy they've Cohen had a very... She said some stuff about him, like. though, as well. Yeah, which, she said that he not. does cocaine with everybody. He tries to get everyone to do cocaine and watch what happens live. Yeah, I mean, honestly, which, if someone said that about me, true or not, I'd probably say I didn't know them either. Like, even if fair, it's true, I fair. still would be like, you just put that in the public? Mm, I don't know you I anymore. I shouldn't say I hate Andy Cohen. I don't hate him. He's just... no. He's just irksome at times. But yeah, I'm sure but Andy would probably thinks the same about me. He doesn't think yeah, about me. Yeah, Andy I'm probably kidding. thinks that way about himself as well. He's That's pretty true. in tune with himself, I find. Um, but, okay, one thing to point out. So Bethany walks the runway. Did you feel like she gave Ramona eyes before Ramona eyes happened? Because I will be posting this and remind me to post this. I've posted her walking. She gave a little Ramona eyes. See, I wrote it wasn't, it wasn't great, but it wasn't Ramona level bad. No, so, it was in between. Yeah. Um, I loved all of the responses. I'm a fashion risk taker. I could find a place to wear one of these gowns, was what Alex said. And I I laughed so hard. You know she would. I mean, they were beautiful, beautiful clothes. And I am proud of the ladies for going and supporting an event like this. I agree. I Great agree. for Housewives for giving it a platform. Everyone but Kelly, we should say. Yes, also. Kelly was not there because... She had we another event. No, she had another yep. event, supposedly. Blah, blah, probably. She's a socialite. Um, so then we get to our main event. Oof. The whole buildup of the whole season is setting up for the charity event. And Jill comes in and is just in psycho Jill mode of like, you got to move this. You got to do this. What is this? Well, Where is this going? But I totally understand there, her being like that. Yeah, she goes there hours early. And the way that she starts is something that I can relate to so hard because she's just like, I couldn't sleep and I had to get here. As soon as I woke up, I walked right in. Yeah. Like, and I was just like, yeah, I've done that where I'm like at an event and it's just like, 
you can't stop thinking about all the things that need to get done so you just show up and you just hit the ground running and but i don't feel like she's a person who's meant for event planning all of that because like nowhere did i see maybe she had but like if it was me you need a written list of organization of everything that needs to be done and like like she just doesn't know how to do that in a way that would hopefully be less stressful probably brad was running around with it probably (laughs) but so we get to the first thing that pisses jill off which is above the bar there is one can we one second oh yeah yeah yeah. i I I just want to say that ramona comes in with true renewal stuff for the gift bag and i was like after all that bullshit about the step and repeat you product place in the gift bag immediately Yep. And also, um, the whole reason they go over to the bar is so around three o'clock, of course, she's like, it's three o'clock. I need a drink. (laughs) I was just Uh like, oh, you know, like that phrase, it's three o'clock somewhere. Like, what? (laughs) What privilege is this? I did not realize that three o'clock was drink time. I mean, I will totally be that way. (laughs) In Ramona land, it's always drink time. So it's turtle time. Yeah. So go on with what you were saying. Okay. So there's a whole bar area and basically Ramona hypes Jill into a frenzy and then Jill runs with said frenzy. Mm -hmm. So there's all these signs over the bar. All of them are for Frangelica, which is the sponsor of the liquor for the event. And there was one skinny girl cocktail line. I think there's two. Maybe two. I only remember the big one, but maybe there's a second. And Frangelica donated basically $20,000 of alcohol for this event. Mm -hmm. And Jill just starts freaking out saying she didn't know there was going to be all these signs there and she could have sold this marketing space to someone else. And I'm like, who else would you you think Frangelica just gave $20,000 worth of alcohol and didn't expect their signs to be up? So I don't know where she got off thinking I think it all was Ramona. these things. I think you totally nailed it. It was because of the step and repeat fight that Ramona's basically like, Bethany sat there and listened to us argue about product placement and said nothing because she knew she had all of this product placement. Um, and I don't agree. And I think it's also like wildly unfair to assume that she knew that because yes to assume that bethany knew what all these signs were it's not like bethany dropped them off frangelica dropped yeah it off i agree and like that's the thing that i don't understand fully is that i'm like this doesn't seem as though it reeks of like oh bethany was sitting there like the whole time being like oh i've got these signs also i feel like if bethany was doing that we would have gotten an aside of her being like i don't care about the step and repeat because I'm getting my signage. We, we as an audience, also one or two skinny girl signs is not owning. And they're the bar. like they're the most huge signs. And I'm like, it's the bar. <laughs> like it's yeah. not. It, and like they're like, and their argument is is that they could have sold it to get more money, which I would say probably not. Because, I agree because for Angelica, why would they have donated if they weren't going to have any signs up and around that, the bar? But like alcohol is not a green advertising thing. So like in advertising, there's red, green and yellow, like a stoplight. And like so like you don't want your product to be around a product that might not be as friendly as like what whatever you are. So like. If they had some sort of company that doesn't, like, if it was something like True Renewal, why would you want that in front of alcohol? Because it's supposed to be, like, a healthy living thing, not alcohol. So, Do you want to know a funny little thing that I used to have to do? So, okay, when I worked at National Geographic Channel, Mm -hmm. you know, they had some racy-ish programming. And I used to get the schedule, Mm -hmm. and it was a giant, like, Excel sheet. And I used to have to go through three months of programming and highlight any time any World War II or Hitler programming was going to be on because certain companies could not be like have their ads run in and around that. And I literally would have to do like control find on the Excel document, like Hitler and like find the programming that he was in. And then also a weird one. We had a show 
Anything to do with magic or wizardry, Apple oh. cannot be advertised around. Really interesting. Yeah, so I also used to have to pull that out specifically for the Apple advertising. The, the list is like when I say racy program and that geo, you know, it's it's a historical channel. Like they would do a lot of documentaries on so World Steve War II, Job World War One, Hitler. Magic. A lot of Hitler. And I would literally have spent my day highlighted in red. <laughs> oh, Hitler programming, 2 a.m. Don't a run a Jewish Ford girl, commercial I'm sure during that. that was super fun for you. <laughs> <laughs> it was just always like a part of a job that made me laugh that I used to have to do this for, for the sales associates who would do like the placement of the commercials yeah. so that they knew not to run it during this programming yeah. slot. So it just maybe I haven't thought about that in a really long time. But yes, I used to have to like go through and, and do that. Yeah, but how weird with the Apple? Couldn't be around. Yeah, sorry. I was like muttering while you were talking. I was just like, Steve Jobs hates magic. Like what? Like uh, this is. They couldn't that, be around. I forget what the show that really was. It was like one wild. of their most popular ones, and Apple was like, absolutely not. And then also like, Nacho loved to name shows, and I actually like, I was only like the marketing coordinator, and I one time had to be like, can we not call it that? Because they wanted to call some show like highway to hell and i was like can you please not put the word hell in it yeah I was like how did and i got they they changed it i was like i do this i have to take these things out and people don't yep. want to be around the word hell like you have to change it oh i can't tell you how many times i've been like that's wildly inappropriate i know i was like to who am i i was 23 years old i actually remember distinctly in the meeting i wrote it on a note and i passed it to our director and i was like maybe suggest they drop the word hell <laughs> she like read it for me because I was too scared to like speak up with like all these uh, grown adult men and here I am like I was so ballsy at 23 there I, I don't know I thought like my opinion really mattered it did you changed it did it. I, the most they asked me was when they did when I worked there they brought back Cosmos oh okay with Neil deGrasse Tyson and that was like a huge thing that they brought back when I worked mm -hmm. there and they really wanted my opinion because I had no idea what the hell Cosmos was from the <laughs> 1970s and they were like mm, millennial like how do we reach the young people with this and like I remember watching the ads and I was like guys I don't you need to cut this I don't understand what this show is like it makes no sense yeah <laughs> it was oh, fun times man. in that geo. anyway back to all of this um then they start fighting about the step and repeat because uh, Ramona doesn't think Jill paid. No, Jill doesn't think, think Ramona, Ramona paid, paid the 5K to get on the step repeat. And she's literally like, give me your credit card. Like, they just are so, you just know they hate each other. But they love each other, but they hate each other. Yes. And I think that there is an ongoing battle between the women, specifically Ramona, Bethany, and Jill. Because, like, Ramona's kind of Team Kelly right now, remember? She's like, we're both in fashion. We're friends. Mm -hmm. So I think that there's something there. Because then Jill calls up Bethany and leaves her a deplorable message. I mean, deplorable mm -hmm. is a hot button word. I shouldn't use that. But it's just like... I can't think of anything more because it's just like, why would you say this? Like, I know you're like on like stress level 11 but like you don't even give her the benefit of the doubt you just think that she's taking something from you and this is where we really see the jill of i want whatever you have mm -hmm. and it's something... i also think sometimes when i watch this and they do these irrational things and i'm like oh i would never do this and i'm like and that's why you would be terrible for tv because yeah well i think it's one of those because classic... i wouldn't be irrational in the way that their irrationality makes great tv well i think it's one of those things that's like one of those standards of friends where it's like you don't do something for somebody and then expect anything in return and mm -hmm. i feel like jill's this great connector but I think that there is part of Jill, and maybe not as much now, but especially back then, that expected good things to come to her as long, like, like directly from doing things for people. Like, it was yeah. like, now I have you in my pocket, and now you're going to do things for me. And that's just not how things should work as friends. Um, uh, so right before the event starts, I don't even remember why Ramona said this in her confessional. And I'm pretty sure it's the first time she said it. She said, kudos. kudos, instead of kudos to you. She said, <laughs> kudos, and I died, because I know we always say, the, like, that's, you know, one of the Ramona-isms, the kudos, and it, she said it with such, the way that I said synopsis, 
with such confidence. She said kudos as if that is the word, but it's kudos, Ramona, kudos. Kudos, so kudos. Class A. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just so great because no one correct. Like, I feel like if that happened now, you would hear the producer being like, do you mean kudos? And, yeah. you know, you would have seen their back and forth because I'm sure that happened. Um, but then the event starts. It did end up selling out is what they yeah. say. And the red carpet arrivals, the first one to hit the carpet, besides Jill, who takes, obviously, the inaugural shot, is That's Simon. What she was, I think she, Ramona was talking about Simon's pants. Oh, yeah. I think that's what she says caduce in, <laughs> in uh, like, connection to. But he's wearing flamboyant leather lace-up pants. And good for him. He looked good in it. He would look like it was a... Sh- it was a fashion risk, and I thought it was fun, and it looked like he basically wore the theme of his house to yeah, this. Yeah, I, I appreciate any guy who puts any effort besides wearing just regular stuff. Like, when you watch, like, award shows and all yeah. of that, and the guys are in the boring, you know, black tuxedos, I love when you see them in something more interesting, because I'm like, just because you're a man doesn't mean you have to dress boring. Yeah. So, I mean, is it something... A lot of people would wear, but, you know, kadoos to you, Simon, for wearing that. <laughs> kadoos to you. Kelly shows up and says that she's proud of Jill for putting together the charity. And, like, she's very kind to Jill, which I think is also something that, like, Bethany also clocks is that, like, Kelly and Jill do well together during mm-hmm. this event. Um, and Ramona is happy, and her logo, I said, which sucks, is on step and repeat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't um, like and then that we do find out that Alex did the Skinny Girl logo because yes. she points out the sign, and it does look so much better, and Alex did a great job with it. Yeah. And Lou brings the Count and her entire family. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, the thing that I clock immediately is not only is she happy to see the logo, she doesn't say anything about the signage. She's just like, oh, wow, which once again leads me to believe that she had nothing to do with this signage. Oh, totally, totally. She did it. So obviously Bethany got the voicemail and she immediately wants to talk to Jill. And here's where I think Bethany is completely wrong. She should not have tried to fight with her at this event. Yes, I she agree. Was so, and she was forcing it. And it was like 10 minutes before Jill was going on stage. And Jill is like, please don't do this right now. And she said something like, from 7 to 11 is the event. Yeah. Please wait to fight with me after. And she should have. She should, as a true friend, you should you should see where she is coming from, even if you're mad and have the ability to wait two more hours in an event with 200-something people to fight think, about this stupid thing. I think the thing that got Bethany was probably the voicemail and the like Jill does kind of well Jill doesn't attack her when she gets there no the only thing is that Bethany just keeps trying to talk and you could I mean listen I understand Bethany being upset 1000% understand why she is mad and you can really tell like Bethany really cares this is this is an intense real fight for the two of them her hands are kind of shaking Mm -hmm. her voice gets a little shaky like this is this is two friends who haven't really fought like this before. Yes. And Jill is like, just leave. Which I just I just see so much more from Jill's side of like Jill shouldn't have called her, but Bethany should have had some wherewithal to be like not the time. And, and she just did it. She she forced the argument. And I also see Bethany's point because she's like, Jill, you said you do the bar, it'll be a skinny girl bar. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is something where I feel like, to her, it's like, what are you talking about? And, again, I think this is the Ramona of it all winding Jill up, is that, like, Jill was so in the zone, she probably forgot all about that. And that's where she came from for this. But mm-hmm. then she, Jill, she, she's also, like, Jill apologized to me, which is not how you get an apology. Yeah. And, um... She, uh, well, she then also it keeps ends saying you talk about Bethany, me behind my her. back. And this is something that's interesting. She goes, um, you talk about me behind my back right now. I have more notes. But it was something like to Ramona of all people. And that's uh-huh. where I'm like, I feel like there are alliances right now. And I feel like she's basically like, 
you went against me to the one person that we knew is like the linchpin in this group. Yeah. And that really is wrong. Yeah, agree, agree. That was like, all of this was against what we said we were doing. Mm-hmm. And then also Bethany goes over to Ramona, and Ramona's actually just trying to smooth it over. She's not adding fuel to nope. the fire at this point. She's not biting. And then there is, though, a nice moment. Oh, sorry. You go. No, go no, ahead. No, sorry. I just want to say Jill goes to Beth. Jill goes to Kelly, and this is the thing where also I think this irks her more, is that Jill is saying Bethany attacked me. Oh, yeah. And that is Kelly's verbiage of what Kelly said Bethany did. And this is, like, something that I, again, think is, like, a trigger for Bethany because she's, like, she's seen real attacks. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And it's, like, what are you talking about? And, like, she wasn't right there when it happened, but I definitely feel like knowing that Jill was talking about this to Kelly makes it worse for Bethany. Mm-hmm. Um, Ramona's also very drunk. So I think she probably yes. forgot that she um, wound Jill up in the first place. Because remember, she's been drinking since three. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then Bethany does go back to help Jill. Yes. To, like, calm the crowd down. And I did think that was nice. Like, okay, we're putting this aside for a second because I need to help my friend. Um, because they're trying to start the bidding and nobody is listening. I thought that they should have never done an auction like that. If you're not having a seated table, yeah. how to get people's attention at a cocktail party like that. Like to me, the whole thing should have just been a silent auction. And that's why Jill's not great at running these. But yeah. Also, I'm like, how are you going to get these people's attention at a, at a bar? They're all at a bar and they're drinking. They don't want to pay to stand there and pay attention to you up there. As someone who's done stand up in a lot of bars, trust me, they do not. Yeah, um, that was a bad move. But, but eventually Allie, they get people to start bidding. They didn't even shut up for Allie, which was, like, sad. Because Allie gives this amazing speech. Yeah. And she's really sincere and, like, is super calm and collected, which I'm just like, you go, girl. I was super I know. Proud. She's so cute, Allie. Um, but then people start bidding. Yeah. And um, it goes well. And then right at the end, um, it ends basically Mario makes uh, plaques for all the ladies, which I thought was really sweet because we know yeah. like Jill and Mario are not like BFF, but they seem to be able to make something happen. They make it happen for product they, placement. Yeah. <laughs> Business so, runs this friendship so hard. <laughs> Jill is giving everyone a plaque and then she's like, okay, we're done. And it pans over to Kelly because she didn't give one to Kelly. And I wrote it all caps. Oh my God, Jill didn't make one for Kelly fucked up. And then I followed with, oh, phew, never mind. Just kidding. She did. <laughs> I wrote, Kelly doesn't get called up, OMG. But then I wrote, but Kelly doesn't want her name on things. True. Why but she, she also did so get upset? a photo shoot with her ex husband. And that deserves a flack because that was no, probably a big ticket. I agree. But I also am just like, um, you know, Kelly, you seem pretty upset for someone who doesn't want any accolades and your name on things. So... I know, but so weird that they're all up there and then you don't yeah, get one. But, but she they did, did have one for her. She did make it and she realizes it and she says that she's sorry. And then there's food and on the rooftop after at the after party that she announces. And, yeah. And then um, we get the end title cards. And you know me, I wrote them all down. <laughs> but wait, before the oh. end title cards, we have Ramona. No, 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 no. They played the end title cards and over then that? it showed them dancing. Oh, okay. Because the order like... of my notes is the end title cards. And then I'm like, oh, wait, the episode's not over. So it showed that was the last clip. But they have Ramona and Mario talking about how they met. And did you, rem- did you remember? No, I didn't write that down. They met at the gym. Oh, yeah. He you was that. watching her butt go up and down on the elliptical. <laughs> Ramona's hot, so I don't blame it. I was like, that is, and um, so yeah. You okay, go so the, the end title card. So Ramona's is Ramona, always the entrepreneur. Ramona is selling her new jewelry line on a successful shopping network. Which I was like, what? You can't say like HSN or QVC. I thought this was really funny. I thought the same exact thing. I was like, you can't say it QVC or be, HSN because Rinna said QVC. I bet there's a deal with like Universal and QVC and not with HSN is my guess. It's like something like that. But they said HSN during the season. I guess they didn't want to plug it at the end, but it was yeah. very interesting. Or maybe it's something that nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> True. Maybe it's neither of those. Um, then Luann. It says Luann is currently seducing 
the country into buying her new etiquette book, Class with the Countess. Victoria's unsure if she wants to go back to boarding school or not. I was like, why did they have the Victoria thing? It was kind of random. So the Victoria thing, I think that was part of Lou's storyline this year. I guess. Because it was Lou like such didn't a... have a great storyline this year. Lou and didn't have much of a storyline. She was And I was also like, of... seducing is a weird word for that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was odd. Then it said Bethany with her New York Times bestselling book Naturally Thin and a new man Bethany just may have it all. Just their like favorite thing to it, it, every time they bring up the Bethany have it all thing. I don't think you watch The Bachelor, but it reminds me of on The Bachelor when they come up with like one theme for The Bachelor and then mm-hmm. they say it a thousand times throughout the season. Like they'll do that like there was this bachelor Ben Higgins and his whole thing was like that he's unlovable. And the amount of times they brought it up, you're just like, Oh my God, stop trying to like push this theme of Ben is unlovable. And it just feels like that with the Bethany, the constantly like, can she have it all? Like nonsense. I hate that. Um, what does that mean? Anyway, I'll get off my horse on that. Um, Alex is as relationship, but like that's been Bethany's entire story the whole time. True, true, true. Um, Alex's is as relationship role models a natural next step for Alex and Simon is to write a book about parenting which I found well when we get to the reunion episode next week we can talk more about it because they gave more of an explanation of what the book is about and I actually really like more her explanation of what the book is about um, because she talks about how it's the experience of parenting not experts on parenting and I don't think that was emphasized enough that's the book that has like the never ending title yeah, I'm not going to say they didn't write the title. So clearly they know it's yeah. just as long. Um, then Kelly is for shocking. I know. Kelly said the courtroom drama driven by Kelly's latest breakup is finally over. She continues to focus on her beautiful children and writing career. And I was like, um, excuse me, courtroom drama breakup. I was like, what the hell is this about? That was something that I wrote in all caps. This was not discussed on the show at all. Have we... Like, I feel like with end cards, it's usually something about what their storyline mm-hmm. was. For that to have been on there and, like, no mention throughout the entire season about it, I just found that so out of left field and wild. Agree. No, I completely agree. I was like, I'm sorry, what? Because, again, watching it out of context, maybe there had been stuff in the papers before this episode aired about this. Well, I told you that... Um, like, I think we were on, like, episode seven or so that um, around or no, it was earlier around that time. That was when she was accused of assault. Interesting. We so that must have been why they put that there. But had a mugshot because yeah. she was arrested for assaulting her boyfriend. And she gets into that in the reunion, which I'm very excited to get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just so interesting because it wasn't covered at all. And you're just like, what? That came out of so left field. Yeah. Um, And then Jill is, Jill worked hard to raise 140K for Creaky Joints. Her next big project is preparing Allison for college applications. Yay. And Um, good for her. But, you know, charity events like that make me laugh so hard. Like, okay, you raised 140, but how much did this event cost? Like, but I know you got to put on the thing to get the money. And it just always makes me laugh because I'm like, or just don't have an event and get people to, but people won't donate if they don't get things. So I I know it's a slippery slope. Um, At the end, they take their group photo. And I thought it was really interesting that Ramona is next to Jill and she's like kissing her. Like they formed an alliance. It's like very like they do love each other. It's a love hate. It's it's a love hate. But I think it's like super interesting that like Ramon is on the inner circle and Bethany is standing next to Kelly at the very end. Was she? And I was like, dang, that is that is a way out. Out like so. My favorite thing uh, right at the end, obviously not the Ramona dancing, but is that Jill does a toast to good health and happiness. And I find that to be the most, I say this a gazillion times probably, the most Jewish toast (laughs) because my family toasts to good health at everything. Always. Because as Jewish people, we're not very healthy. So (laughs) I was about to say, I was like, as someone recovering from a stomach flu, I appreciate that. Like literally every toast is always like health and happy. Like health is obviously, of course we know your health is everything. So like, I just thought it was really funny to hear her do that because it made me immediately think of my family and every single holiday, every time we toast, my aunt always, health and happiness. Like, that's always, always what it is. But I've never seen other people toast. 
to health. <laughs> and I just was like, of course she would say that. Like, I feel like that's just a very great like moment that she said that um and it was cute because it just reminded me of my family but then we get the best end scene ever yeah i i mean ramona basically insults simon and like she calls him a tutu yeah which i feel like her and mario both have a lot of veiled homophobic uh, like they're the type. If you to... ask them if they were homophobic, they would say absolutely no, not. No. Of course we're not. But they we make have constant. A gay friend. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. But they make constant uh, homophobic things that they uh, they're just uneducated. I don't think it comes from a hateful place from her. I just think she doesn't know anything, and I don't think it's an excuse because she should know things. But, but... I just I don't think it comes from like uh, I hate gay people yeah. thing. It's just. She doesn't realize the connotation, but she should. It's not an excuse. I don't. But then, you know, Simon is just fine. And he, Simon, I feel like no matter what Ramona's thrown at him, has been pretty cordial and classy. And so they end up dancing and they're both good, quote unquote, good dancers. I wouldn't say. No, they're cute. I think it's so cute. cute. They have such a nice little moment of dancing together. But it's so funny because the camera, like, is getting everyone's reaction and everyone's, like, absolutely positively gooped, like, cannot take the fact that they are dancing together. And it's so cute. (laughs) Yeah, I understand why. One would, who would ever think that Ramona and Simon would have a moment dancing? But they were both definitely drunk. And it was a nice little peaceful moment to end season two on we did it we did season two i mean we still have the reunion but But, um, we did season two and i'm so proud and i loved it it. really good season i feel like you know season one was a slow one and it was a tough one i feel like it's rough to get through season one i feel like but season two really delivered like dominoes and i think it was just great classic housewives and i the thing that i like about season two of roni is that there's not a ton of fights but when there are fights it's not like 20 episodes it's like one maybe two times but that's what new york is and that is a characteristic only in new york because that stayed that way the entire time and was always one of my favorite things about roni and why it was my favorite because you would watch it at the same time as beverly hills when you spend seven episodes on lucy lucy apple juicy and here in new york bethany is like it's not all about a cabaret. And then two episodes later, they're completely fine. And it's just yeah. like the, their ability. But that feels so it, it, it's of New York. It's of New York culture to you say everything, you get it out, you fight. And then we're fine. Do you and think it's because I, in New York, the culture is such that you are entrenched in humans constantly that like it's hard to stay mad at the ones that you actually have some connection to? Because I just well, I also like... feel like they understood. I hate to say they understood the assignment, but the New York women have always understood. We need to film together. We need to be together to be successful. Where some of the yeah. other franchises just take it too far. Oh, I don't want to film with them. Oh, I don't want to be with them. And I don't. I can't remember ever a time in New York where they were like, "No, I won't film. No, I won't go on vacation." And putting up that sort of. I feel fight. like there was something about not filming, and I think it. We'll get into it in the fight between jill and bethany's season maybe because i feel like there yeah, that's is always the best part of new york of they fight filming they fight they say exactly what they mean and then they move on and that, that's the part i've always always loved about new york as a franchise that i don't think any other franchise has ever had that that ability to not spend seven episodes on the same fight the, the, and, like you'll get 30 fights in a new york season i can't even when they were showing when i watched the reunion and they're showing some of the fights i'm like i forgot that that was even the season because it's like it became such a non-factor because they just yep. moved on i just this was a stellar season I highly recommend 10 out of 10 um and we'll be back next week with the reunion and do you have a oh i like i think we did this at the end of season one do you have a rose and a thorn of the season Ooh, okay um do you have my one marriage prepared? to Tom? Just kidding. <laughs> um, do you have one? Mm, I think my rose overall was a lot more group scenes. Mm-hmm. So I think I would give my rose to just like a lot more. Like it really felt like a group and the understanding of this is an ensemble show. And do I have a thorn? I don't like watching 
Bethany and Jill fight. So I'll say their fight at the end was my thorn because I didn't like that because it was real emotion. And it also was like, you know, precursor to what we know is to come. And it just made me sad. My rose is honestly, and I think this is going to be shocking, Kelly. I feel like Kelly is psychologically fascinating to me. And I really enjoyed watching her more than I expected to. Um, Especially her interactions with Bethany. I just constantly think they're you know oil and water kind of they're they're just the way that they don't go together and they doesn't one of them say oil and vinegar in one of the episodes and they're like no you mean oil and water because oil and vinegar go together yes and they forget forget that might not have even been in housewives that might have been some other show i was watching (laughs) and my thorn i said that was my rose so my thorn is uh lou with the uh at her charity event with the young girls. And I the, forgot that there was the this season, thing. yes. That was possibly one of the hardest things to rewatch. I struggled with that. Uh, the uncomfortableness and the upset feeling that I had of her telling a young child that really, like, I want to go find that girl and be like, I hope you're amazing now and I hope that didn't affect, impact you. Like, yeah. it just really, like... It made me so upset. <laughs> I take okay. Another thorn is all of the inappropriate uh, gay jokes made about Simon. See, that was that was my backup one. I was yeah, I could have done without. I, they came from many of them, and I could have done. That's any storyline of calling a house husband gay is absolutely on my lowest of storylines that I despise. I of the amount of times they have done it. Yeah, they did it too. Tamara's husband Eddie so many times calling him gay like they've done it to so many of them and I have always hated that yeah I mean except for Michael Darby because he deserved it (laughs) just kidding no no, he didn't deserve it (laughs) he didn't deserve it (laughs) I do think that I totally believe that Michael Darby grabbed us yeah, 100%. He's probably he's bisexual, probably. But again, it's none of our business. Nope. And if he doesn't want to come out and say it, there should be no speculation. And I've always wondered how Andy puts up with that storyline that has happened so many times and how he wasn't like, we're cutting this and we're not airing this because this is bullshit. You shouldn't be doing that to people. I think because it's the reality of it. And I think he does confront them. Oh, he reunions. yes, he very much does. He doesn't let them slide. But I just, anytime any mention of simon and his sexuality just always really pissed me off agree but thank you guys for listening and thank you so much we will be doing the reunion so that will be coming next week um i think it's a two-part but we're gonna try to make it one episode yeah we're gonna see what we don't we need two do. episodes talking about the reunion <laughs> see I, you always say that but i'm just like reunions are my favorite because i feel like that's the realest real of i know i know but them. it's like is it interesting for us to i don't know we'll we'll see if it well, has to be two parts it has to be two parts we'll we'll find out when we record it and you know i, I get where you're coming from of that it's like rehashing everything but the thing that's different is that always something new comes up a new perspective a new angle something crazy comes up and i'm excited to see this because it's been forever since i've seen it so i think we're gonna have a lot of fun next week and uh we're excited for to to do it and excited that you guys keep listening thank you so much (laughs) thank you thank you so much um we can't wait to do season three when we start it. We're going to come back, hopefully, with some better recording equipment. So if you yeah. hate the way we sound, we're also, investing, hopefully. I just realized, I don't think we said the name of this, the show. This is Real Housewives of Rewatch. So why not? It might be the first time we've in. ever forgotten it. <laughs> no, it's definitely not. <laughs> it's fine. The show is just starting now, actually. <laughs> let's let's take it from the top. Yes, right. yes. And we love you. Please rate and review us. But of course, only if it is a nice thing, because Sue and I are sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, or if you gang. hate it, just DM me. I won't be sensitive there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do, it, do it to our face, not publicly. <laughs> yes, say it to our face, not in a public forum, please. Um, but we love you and see you next time. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.